Hey everybody, this is Chris Murphy with the Four Calls Fellows Podcast, and with me is my amazing co-host, Patrick Suka. Absolutely. Yes, the Four Collins Fellows Podcast is going to bring you information across all spectrums about everything there is to know about Northern Colorado and Fort Collins. We talk to mayors, CEOs, decision makers, and citizens and residents of the community who are really grooming the Fort Collins area and Northern Colorado area now and into the future. So it's an educational style podcast that if you are looking at making a decision potentially to move your family here or maybe to where to move within the community, this information might help you make some of those decisions. We are grateful for you to listen and we really hope you enjoy. Alrighty, Chris, you are in a room with nine other individuals, but the caveat is only four of you get to choose the rules of the game that all 10 of you are going to be required to play by. And that is exactly what is going on with our voter turnout, Larimer County, City of Fort Collins, and across, you know, really state of Colorado is only about 40% of the individuals, the available voter pool is turning out to vote, 40% voter turnout, which is just nuts. And, you know, really it's dictating the way that we play this game called life in, in the City of Fort Collins, it's, you know, not not fully, but definitely parts of it and, and important parts. So today, Chris Murphy and I are talking, Chris Murphy of now Universal Lending. That's right, um, made the big change a few weeks ago. That's right, are talking <laughs> about City of Fort Collins, but also the state of Colorado, this upcoming election in no November 8th, 2022. This podcast will be released the first Wednesday of October. And so hopefully it provides you some information about things that are going to be on the ballot and also potentially some like push in the back to say go vote only 40 percent of the people are voting like we need to get we need to get those numbers up for such like a you know it's been like i feel like every presidential election year and maybe just midterms there's this massive like get out and vote get registered to vote and that's just like quite frankly they got to change that sort of campaign because it's just not working if well, 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 let's let's put a caveat there too. Sorry to clarify on presidential years, okay. voter turnout is significantly higher. Oh, it is. So okay, so midterms, like it's, it's like it's it's like eighty to ninety percent voter turnout. So oh, like, okay. Okay. Or like Larimer County was at least it was like eighty-five percent turnout. So significantly higher for the general election for the president. It's like the midterms are like the JV game, but the only problem with that is these midterms have such a bigger impact than we realize um, in terms of making decisions. So I, um, as we were kind of getting ready for this episode, I was just kind of doing some research. I want to give a shout out to this one website here for anybody who's looking to do, just kind of figure out what is on the ballot. I think that's what Patrick and I were going through this. We're like, first of all, what does this even mean? <laughs> and then how do we find out information about this? Um, but I found a website called Ballotpedia, like Wikipedia, but Ballotpedia, it's B-A-L-L-O-T, Ballot, P-E-D-I-A, Ballotpedia. So if you if you Google that, look that up, it's a great website. I got it in front of me right now, looking over all the stuff in Colorado. But Patrick, let's dive into this. What, um, what is catching your eye in terms of amendments, measures? coming up here in a few weeks. I got a couple comments here too, so. Yeah, you know, high level too. I mean, shoot, 
the there's you know state senator positions house representative positions the governor position judges i mean everything is on here to vote and you know i don't know count how many but probably what 35 to 50 things that you could vote on oh my gosh um, there these state representatives and these the judges are my the i i the judges are like ugh yeah it's got to be an easier way to do that yeah and, and or like understand what their voting record is like somehow i mean People really would have to dive in deep, but today I think focusing in on like kind of the amendments that are specific to Fort Collins and a couple maybe other ones that caught our eye would be really beneficial yep. to our listeners. And also make sure that everybody tunes in to two weeks from today, from when this is being released, we're releasing a, a, a podcast that's going to have the Republican candidate, Heidi Ganahl, on the podcast and yeah. talking about how you know she's going to represent Fort Collins in Northern Colorado, maybe, and what, you know, impacts that that has to us. So I'm pretty excited. I, I'm, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever, not, not ever interviewed, but never spoken to a, a governor candidate before. So this will be, this will be a, a lot of fun. And Absolutely. definitely, we, if anybody has questions, one thing I want to bring up before we get going, and you brought this up as we were getting started, I think this is really important for a lot of homeowners out there right now, especially with what's going on. The Gallagher Amendments. Patrick, you told me about this. Uh, was enacted in 1982. It was just repealed in 2020. So last go around. And you did a great job of describing it to me. Do you want to go ahead and kind of give our listeners and viewers what the Gallagher Amendment is all about in the state of Colorado? Yeah, this is like one of those important things to for people to get out there and vote. If they're not voting, they're directly impacted from the, the turnout and the results because the Gallagher Amendment specifically uh, talked to property taxes in the state of Colorado. And essentially what it did was it put a cap on or a distribution that 60% of the property taxes to, were going per the state budget were going to be paid from commercial properties. And the other 40% would be divvied out to the residential properties. And because such a huge growth of residential properties in the state of Colorado, your uh, tax rate continued to decrease and decrease and decrease. Right now it's 7.15%, or actually it's kind of, I think it reduced actually to 6.95% because there was a couple of yeah. relief measures because of COVID and things of that nature that they're trying to provide some relief, but very, very minimal. I mean, but yeah. still regardless, in 2020, it got repealed, which now it, it used to, basically kind of give you a buffer on your property values versus your property taxes. Even if your property values, let's say went up 30%, your property taxes weren't going to go up by that much because of the Gallagher amendment. Now with that being removed, you can pretty much take to the bank that whatever property valuation increases you have, like the last two years, we've seen 20 to 40%, you know, increase in property values. That's going to be pretty much immediately reflected on your property taxes. Now you're going to see a 20, 30, 40% increase on your property taxes, which is pretty substantial, especially when you talk about affordability and people these days. So something to take into consideration of why you really need to pay attention on your local, you know, government and get involved and go out and vote because things like that will have a direct yeah, impact. That's huge. That's huge. All right. What do you want to talk about first, buddy? Which, well, uh, I think we'll get to I think we'll get to Fort Collins here shortly, but I think yeah. what's kind of interesting, uh, just more like I said, interesting, not necessarily <laughs> like, <laughs> but it looks like they're trying to legalize the use of medical mushrooms on there. You know, it's Proposition One Twenty Two. Okay, uh, yeah, 
regulated access to natural medicine for persons 21 years or older in connection there within natural medicines as certain plants or fungi that affect a person's mental health. So pretty much they're saying they're, they're wanting to allow the medical use of mushrooms um, in the state of Colorado. You know, I think they passed this in Portland recently. I want to say, I think this is, or Oregon, sorry, the state of Oregon. That sounds um, about right. And I feel like that's just only a matter, I mean, that that's, that's coming. One thing I want to throw on there as well is Proposition 123. Mm-hmm. This has to do with housing. Proposition 123 dedicates a portion of revenues, one-tenth of one percent from existing income tax revenues, and allocates those funds to housing projects. So this is going to be for affordable housing. There's financing programs that uh, will reduce rents, purchase land for affordable housing development, build assets uh, for renters, support affordable home ownership, serve persons experiencing homelessness. So that's the I, I read up on that one. That's the big housing one. Proposition one twenty three. Does that have also like an impact? There was one, I can't remember if it was one of the, maybe it's a different one, but if you're making over $300,000 as a family, it limits your right standardized deductions and from 24,000 to 16,000 and kind of that's who's going to be taking the brunt of that tax. Is that 123? Let me, I'm reading through this right now. This Ballopedia has got a- Sorry, that's proposition, that's proposition FF. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one on here. So yes, that's that's for healthy meals. It's going to basically, uh, there's going to increase state taxable income, but only for individuals who have a taxable income of $300,000 or more. And it's by limiting the itemized deductions. And what that's going to go to is providing school meals are healthy and appealing to all students. So Interesting, interesting thing there. Definitely, again, an increase on taxes, but for those individuals making $300,000 or more. Okay, yeah, I see that right here. Yep, FF. You know, what's crazy is, speaking of schools, like they had to shut down some uh, Cooter School District schools this year because it was too hot and they don't have air conditioning. How many schools don't have air conditioning? Dude, I saw that. Like, and honestly, like, I just can't, I mean, we have, we had our, take our kid out for two days. She's in preschool now. And so she can go to school. I do, I do want to also bring up because uh, it's Colorado and Colorado just seems to be ahead of the game. Of course, we got Amendment F. It's regarding gambling. We always, I feel like we always have a gambling thing on all of our elections. This one allows operators and managers of charitable gaming activities to be paid and allows no. the legislature to determine how long an organization must exist. That no, was- no, I don't. That's not gambling. You know what that is? That's that is raffles and oh, repeal the ban of pig manager. Oh, that's because cool. I had a friend who literally had to go get licensed from the state to be a gaming slash like raffle charitable gaming like get manager. Oh yeah, yeah. She she went through the class and everything like that. So this is this is in regards to that. I had no idea. Oh, it says so. It looks like reduced from five years to three years the length of time an organization must exist before obtaining a charitable gaming license. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there is not gambling necessarily, but there is one that's discussing the limits of how many operation, uh, how many retail outlets an individual can own for liquor. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that was okay. That was going to be my next thing. Was uh, there's three propositions on alcohol, and only in Colorado do you. We got Proposition 124, 125, and 126. We're going to round it off all with uh, 
with alcohol. And like you said, the one uh, one twenty four increases the number of retail liquor stores licenses an individual may own. What's another one here? Proposition one twenty six allows retail establishments licensed to sell alcohol for off-site consumption to offer a delivery service or provide for a third-party alcohol delivery service. That one, that one, so Proposition 126. Okay. If you want your booze delivered to your front door, vote yes on Prop 126. Any others out there that I thought were, you know. That was that was all pretty much state of Colorado, which I yeah. think is super important. You know, there are others. We hit on like five of like the, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's about 10 or 11, you know, amendments or propositions that are being uh, discussed and voted on. And we talked about four or five of them. So, you know, get get out there, read it again. Another one is sample ballot at Larimer.gov. I know Ballotpedia, like what Chris suggested, but let's jump into the three ballot measures that are specific to Fort Collins. And I know you want to talk about one on- I got uh, one in Windsor that caught my eye. I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, really, we could talk about Windsor, Bertha, Timnath, because they're all important to us. But for today, let's just stick with these four. Yep. And, and then let you know people understand that, hey, this is something that they got to get out there and vote on. Ballot question 2A. This is basically discussing the pay to the mayor, mayor pro term, and council members to 75% of the area median income for the mayor, 60% for the mayor pro term, and 50% for council members, as well as providing potentially some health and health care related benefits. So increasing the pay to those council members, which, ah, you know, it's funny. Okay. So we've had some some city council on and mayors on. So, so the area media income, area media income, I want to say it's like 82, 80, somewhere like in those mid eighties, I think right now. Yep. So 0.75. So basically if you want to know what your mayor could make compensation wise, it would be about $64,000. And this, I mean, don't get me wrong. Those Tuesday night meetings for two years are substantial on top of all the additional meetings that you've got to do. It's not, it's by no means a quote unquote, full-time eight to five job, but it is, right. uh, it is intensive as far as, you know, mental bandwidth and things of that nature. I personally, Yes, absolutely. Compensation city of Fort Collins is growing. So like the, the, I would say the demand for very high level individuals to be a part of that count city council is probably super important for us. Yeah. And, not, and you know, because like my uncle's actually the mayor of Timnath, but the re- one of the big reasons why he got involved was because he was a CPA for 40 years. Timnath had exponential growth, you know, and they all of a sudden had a pretty substantial budget to deal with. And, you know, when it was a small town, no big deal. You know, you had a small budget, small town, you know, it's a volunteer position. Let's just go let somebody do it out of the good, you know, goodness of their heart. But when you start to get a pretty decent budget and you're, you know, talking, I think, gosh, I would have to ask what it, I, he told me at some point in time, I can't remember anywhere between 10 to hundred million dollar budget. But when you start to talk about, you know, double digit millions, you need somebody who is understanding of how to operate budgets and business and a city and not somebody who's doing it on their free time. So offering a compensation that's fair, I think is probably reasonable. Absolutely. No, no, no. I think, I think that's what, do we know what they're at right now? I don't know. That'd be good. So that would be, good. I'll have to follow up there. Um, okay. Ballot question to be, I thought this was kind of like, maybe this one makes a ton of sense, and I, I don't know why you wouldn't vote for this, but this has to do with November elections. 
And so make the regular city elections the first Tuesday of November. Because, you know, some some of them are in April or in June right now. And so everybody knows elections are in November. I feel like that's just common knowledge, right? Awesome. So I this, this one, city initiated proposed charter amendment number two, transition to the new election schedule by extending the current term of the mayor and each council member from April to November of the appropriate odd number year without altering the number of terms each may serve. So they might get a little bit longer uh, term just because the elections are going to come up in November. But And I think that um, was one of the big reasons why at least City of Port Collins, you know, voter turnout, they believe is pretty small in those odd years is because it's in April and not November for those elections, yeah. elected officials. So I think putting it to November just makes complete sense. I think it's a no, it's a no brainer. And I, and I don't mind Jenny Art in there for another six months, you know, it's not, whether she goes continue, that's another term. As we spoke about her, she kind of won me over. She, I think she's a pretty cool person. Yeah, no, that was that was really good. To see, this is ranked voting. So we're, you know, essentially, instead of voting for one person for an elected official, you would vote, here's my first option, second option, three, four, five, six, or whatever. And it would help offset some of those close calls that we've seen in the past and provide a ranked voting. And then there would, I think, be a determination from there how they uh, decide who actually ended up winning the vote. And that one doesn't take effect until after January 1st of 2025. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I, I, I'm not sure why that's such a- <laughs> How long does that take to get a- All right, we all have this under- We'll give you two years to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe because it's maybe because it's a after the presidential election in 2024. Don't know. Yeah, who knows? No idea. So talk to me about the uh, Windsor one. Okay, so this one is in Windsor. Windsor is a town, obviously, everybody knows. It's just right across the freeway here in uh, northern Colorado from Fort Collins. Ballot issue 3F. So this, I thought this was just really interesting because Windsor is just usually typically a little bit more conservative. You know, obviously don't raise taxes and everything like that. But this has kind of got, they're going to raise taxes, but I think they're going to do it for something that the people of Windsor might really like. So Ballot issue 3F. Basically, shall town of Windsor uh, increase taxes by 1.62 million? Okay. And the, if this does pass, um, what will basically happen is purchase and maintain open space from willing landowners that achieves the following. So they're going to take this money, buy up land from willing landowners, whoever's willing mm -hmm. to sell. And this is the goal. Acquire open space land will remain undeveloped and lessen the impact of residential housing growth, which I thought was really interesting because Windsor and Weld County really is one of the fastest growing counties in the country. So this ballot issue would um, lessen the impact of residential housing growth, thereby reducing uh, impacts such as traffic, the cost of maintaining roads. It's going to enable the town to develop and maintain open space that will increase public recreation. I mean, all good stuff, obtain and manage and preserve working farms. So basically, and then promote open space that conserves valuable wildlife habits. So yeah, it's so interesting. So I'm, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, how many people do you think live in Windsor? I don't know. 35,000 or something. 35,000. Okay. So if you do the math on this, so $1.62 million divided by 35,000 people, <laughs> that would raise your taxes by $46.29. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, and that's the, you know, that's the, that's, the, like, that's the important of an increasing tax base, right? You know, and right. population and why cities are so pushing the growth forward so that they can do this. Because I think Windsor sees Fort Collins 
And as you and I both know very well, why people are moving to Northern Colorado and Fort Collins is that they want the lifestyle that Fort Collins and Northern Colorado provides, which is open spaces, bike trails, paths, all this stuff that has been intentionally built and grown from the city of Fort Collins over the last 50, 50, 100 years. And well, you know, Windsor is seeing this and says, let's take note. Let's do that. I love, no, I think you're hundred percent right. But that's all I got. I mean, I think we should do a, a, a post. Yeah. What, what passes and what doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll do a what passes, what doesn't. And then how many people show up to vote? Yeah. That's that's important. I if, feel if, like if, if anything, what this podcast episode is saying we're, you know, pretty, you know, neutral. I think we, we can both agree on that, you know, whether what's yeah. one way or another, but I think what's important is to understand the issues and get out and try to be a voice for what you believe is your truth. I love it. I love it. And again, Ballotpedia, check it out. If you haven't, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A, Ballotpedia, great website, got a ton of information for all those out there looking to research these, Ooh. uh, Let's let me let me yeah. throw one thing. I will. I'm going to make a little bit of a stand, not necessarily on the uh, you know background, the merits of whatever. The person that I do, I do want to throw kind of a my, my support behind. His name's David Eisenbrunn. He's do running it. for the Larimer County Assessor here in town. He has really shown an interest, and I I'm very very familiar with the Assessor's Office. One of my best friends is there that works there. Worked there for a lot of years. I am not impressed with Bob Overbeck and what he's done. Oh, I see it right here. Got it. Yeah, yeah buddy. And, okay. and, you know, like he came in and it's just not been very smooth. There's been a lot of finger pointing as far as systems. And I think David really wants to care. He's getting out there talking to a lot of people, whether nice. what his political beliefs are, you know, that's, you know, neither here nor there. But I think he really wants to do well by the city of Fort Collins and Larimer County. So take, check out David Eisenbrunn, um, and I, I hope he does well, because I think that is an extremely important position with a massive yeah. property tax base that's going to be coming. We need these people to start getting along with each other. That That is I absolutely mean, true. Like, I mean, we were joking before we started recording, but it's just like compromise. Yeah. Compromise, people. Larry David, absolutely. perfect compromise. <laughs> yes. Both parties don't get what they want. That is yes. what we need right now. We all take a, sh- a bite out of the shit sandwich. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, you can't have everything. So yeah. Um, All right. Patrick, good stuff, bud. Yeah. Good seeing you get out vote November 8th, 2022. Hopefully this helps do your research. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Murph or myself and uh, we'll go from there. Cool. Thanks everybody.